0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your
1: awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Hello folks and welcome to another episode of the Body and the Beast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton.
0: And I am your beast, Dan Meredith, and we have a fun one for you today don't we? Ladies, gentlemen, and pronouns of choice.
1: Yeah, it is a very interesting one. And when you first said it, I was, just, my in, initial reaction was very much why, like why I never used to speak about relationships, because the topic of conversation today is all about dating. Now, why I was... Rel- why I was kind of reluctant for this is because, obviously, Dan wants to talk about dating. Because no, I don't. The- no, no,
0: no. I don't want to talk about dating, Jamie. I, what we <laughs> decided, no, because what we did, no, nah. Correction, young sir. Um, like many of you listening, uh, if you have Spotify, um, since we did our last batch of recordings, the Spotify Wrapped came out, um, which was brilliant. I love it. It's actually one of my favorite little things of the year on that. I really, really enjoy it. And Jay, me and Jay were sending back and forward some of our stats and what we were, you know, the, our most popular episodes and our most popular one was on relationships and which is cool. You know, we obviously tried to do a broad selection of topics from, you know, life, business, personal development, social media, marketing, and human shit. And Mr. Alderton here has a, what again, for those of you who may be new listening, I haven't heard the other ones. This is my long running thing I say about Jay. I want, wanted, should I say, to hate him. I mean, if you haven't, like I've, okay, caveat, both straight. Nothing wrong if you, are not by the way. Shared a room with this gentleman multiple times. We've been on our adventures. And there is nothing more humbling than seeing your very, very good friend, one of my best friends on the planet, as you do, shared a twin room, hop out of bed, and it literally looks like a fucking chiseled statue has just walked past you for a piss. And you're like,
1: Oh, thank Brilliant. you. Dan.
0: And then you stand up in the mirror and you go, Well, that's not the same as that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm, okay, what I'm trying yeah. to say is Jay has a beautiful, lovely wife, two amazing kids, really wholesome family life. And it's just, again, just a lovely person and much like my my coach, Tom, who has a, you know, a very similar physique and is equally just as wholesome. I'm like, let me, it'd be, do you know what? If I had your physique for like a weekend, it would be like someone saying, oh, welcome to the holiday, Dan. Here's your hire car. It's a fucking sports car. I would rag the shit out of it. It would come back with no tread on the tires. The clutch would be fucked definitely be no fuel in it whatsoever and there'd be some questionable rappers in the footwell that would be it
1: but no i'm jamie
0: i'm wholesome
1: yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's a, a very just a very disturbing mental it is isn't it imagine what you
0: get back on a monday yeah yeah
1: oh. yeah i yeah, just yeah i don't think i'd want to even consider thinking about that but dating dan <laughs> let's get back onto the topic now One of the things I want to talk about is whenever someone used to ask me about relationships, I I used to say, well, I've only been in the same one since I was 13. So what do I know about relationships? And it was only when somebody said to me, have you ever stopped to consider that actually there's somebody that should be talking about relationships? It's you. Mm. And another thing which I don't talk enough about, which I think it's important to start doing um, in the future, it is dating. And I will tell you one of the main reasons why. And it all has to do with cognitive biases. Go on then. And I will, ex- I will explain a little bit about this. A lot of people will look at me, um, you know, being with my wife since the age of 13, being married and never, ever, ever downloading Tinder. Um, <laughs> or and say- you,
0: sir, have escaped what can only be described <laughs> as an experience.
1: Yeah. So I, all of these. And, and I actually swiped through a, um, my uh, Anna's cousins last year at Christmas because uh, I said to her, oh, it can't be that bad. And I swiped. So I was like, holy shit, it is. Oh, so I'm very, very fortunate in that in that respect. But what I mean by biases is this. As you get older you get more experiences. And of course, when that comes to experiences with relationships, it's also experiences with emotions. And one of my favorite quotes, which I always say, is love is giving someone the power to destroy you and trusting that you don't. And the game of love is pretty fucked because in order to use it and do it and and obviously be successful at it, you have to give yourself to somebody. And that quote is so, so powerful because you don't know when you give yourself to somebody whether they will <laughs> hurt you <laughs> or not. And then what happens is nine times out of 10, they do, because this is the, the name of the game. And what ends up happening with that is that you build up defenses. You build up coping mechanisms. You do you build up defense mechanisms. And of course, the reason that you do that this is very much like your body when it gets... An illness. Now, I'm not saying that love is like an illness, but it is a a very interesting comparison in the fact that you build up an immunity to it. You build up walls. You protect yourself from it happening again. And the problem with that is the only way that you can find true love, the only time that you can find the one, is by letting down your defenses again and running the risk. And there's only so many times that you can do that, Dan, before you go, fuck. This yes. now the reason I now the reason that I am able to have an objective view from both the men's side and the women's side is because I've never experienced dating, mm. so I have no biases towards women about how they act. I have no biases towards men and how they act. So I'm able to look at it more objectively, rationally, even though relationships, love and dating is not rational in the least bit whatsoever. But that doesn't mean that you don't take a rational view on stuff because coming back to nutrition, we all know that if you eat less than you burn, you'll lose weight, but that doesn't stop you from being fucked off when you jump on the scale and you're two pounds overweight. Good point. So emotions and logic are, are fucked because we are not logical creatures. We are emotional creatures and we back we're out. We're
0: ridiculous. That's what human beings are. We are ridiculous. And as someone, so me and Jay, the, I think the reason why we, we, we have got a good dynamic and we do the podcast is because we do, we're very, very good friends. We've got a lot in common. We've also got quite different lives as well. And it gives a nice sort of balance between two different sides of things. So, um, you know, as, as of recording this, currently flying solo, um, I, like many people do who've sort of dipped their toe in the, in the dating scene, um, I've gone through periods of being jaded. Uh, never ever once have I, you know, thought about the opposite sex in, in, a, in a bad way whatsoever. It's just that I, I've tried the online experience, which we'll come to a little bit later, because I have a great analogy for that one. Um, which I'll be sharing with you, but it can be quite hard, especially if if you've come out of a longer term relationship, and if there's people that are listening, you know, who've been in, you know, maybe they met someone quite young, and obviously at the age we're at now, there's you know people coming back on the market, there's things like divorces and and people going their own ways. So obviously, I've got some friends who have never, like you, never dated, and are like, oh God, what 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 is this? Like, how do I do this now? And for me, you know, I always try and remain, you know, like positive. And I think if you think everything's going to be shit, it tends to be shit. So every, you know, time I've I've put myself out there, it has been, um, you know, with a with a with a positive, positive frame of mind. But for me personally, and the reason we're doing it this time of year as well, because I heard something, I think it might be an Americanism, but I think it's sort of like October to about February time, I think there's this term called cuffing season, which is where, you know, it gets a little bit darker. You don't want to go out so much. And basically it's just getting a, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, or a partner just for the cold months, just someone to have some snacks with. Watch some TV with, have a little bit of horizontal jogging with time to time, and then when the weather lightens up, like goodbye, I'm off to my next adventure. And you know, for me, it's definitely been an interesting journey. And and I said this to a friend of mine. I had some met some wonderful people over the years. And it was when I wasn't quote known. It was just so much easier because I would meet people at work, I would meet people at the offices, so on and so forth. And then when I moved online. You know, effectively, my office is is Facebook, is is Instagram. It's it's the online world, and that's often where you know you meet people. I mean, you know I wouldn't meet, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be friends if it wasn't for Facebook, for example. That's how me and you became friends. But you know, especially for those of you who you know, you have got a really broad selection of listeners, and this is the analogy I was going to say. So I work predominantly online. So you know, I speak to people, I have calls, I have zooms, all that kind of stuff. But in person don't necessarily see that many people due to work. And obviously the way the world is right nowadays, it's generally, you know, go on the apps, get yourself out there because it's very easy to do. And this is the analogy. And I said this to a friend of mine the other day and to show my little bit, but there was a friends episode where Rachel met uh, a really handsome guy who happened to be a gynecologist. And he wasn't making moves. He wasn't trying it on. All this kind of stuff. And she was thinking, you know, what's wrong with me? Blah blah blah. All this kind of stuff. And I remember the line he said. It's like he said, "Oh, what do you do for a living?" He said, "I work in a coffee shop." And she goes, "Do you ever get?" To, he goes, "Do you ever get to the end of the day and think, if I see one more cup of coffee?" And she was like, "Oh, okay." So, but for me, obviously, when I'm because I'm online predominantly, the last thing I want to do is after looking at the big screen all day is go to the little screen and continue to do the same shit that I have been doing every day. Coupled with the fact that by my very nature, you know, I, I come from a sales background. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a closer, for example. That's what I used to do. I used to sell put a lot of um, high level in the corporate space and I'm known for getting shit done. The pace of them drives me mental. And there's only so many times you can ask someone how their day was, what they've done before you go, fuck it. And I will explain a little humorous story I had recently. But for me, and this is just my thing, you know, I've I've tried those things and I I think love is awesome. I think relationships are awesome. I think the right person can genuinely magnify your life and make everything better, make everything better. But... But, Jamie, like all things in life, we've probably hammered this home before,
1: it takes work. Of course, it takes work. You know, like, and I say this all the time if life was easy, we would all be millionaires walking around with six packs. And I think one of the mistakes from my objective view of, dating and relationships. And, and, you know, let's use an example of a person who is in their mid thirties has been with someone for a long time and all of a sudden becomes single. They don't know what it is that they're doing. Mm. They haven't got a clue because they've never done this before. And what you have to understand is the reason that they call it building confidence is because, you know, it takes work when the reason they call it building relationships is because it takes work. You've got to practice it. And the way instantly that my brain goes with this is with jujitsu. You know, I'm approaching my first year of jiu-jitsu. i do been jiu-jitsu, doing jujitsu probably. Yes. Yeah, oh I you no you've know, never you. mentioned that before.
0: No, sorry, sorry, that's really nice to know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but it's, it's very much It's very much like anything that you do that's difficult, you learn lessons from, and you transition it into life. I could give you an entire book on wisdom that I've got from the sea, which talks about life. And and since doing jujitsu, which you know you might not know, but you do now, I've been (laughs) doing it for a year. Sorry, (laughs) breathe, Dan, breathe. And I want to give you a bit of an analogy with this when it comes to relationships. And it's this, I'm 38 years of age. I've just started jiu-jitsu. I've been doing it four or five hours a week for a year. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't got a fucking clue what I'm doing. I know the basics. I know the fundamentals. I can look better than people that don't do it. In fact, I could probably, you know, be a hell of a lot of people who have never, ever done grappling mm-hmm. before, but I am still a white belt. I'm still brand new. I still haven't got a fucking clue what I'm doing. And I've been doing, you know, I've put in hundreds of hours into it. So if you think that just going on the odd date once a month is going to make you better at doing that thing, it's going to make you better at finding that person, you're sadly mistaken because it involves work. It involves building up the skill especially if you haven't done it before. And a very interesting thing, which some of you will probably be triggered by or disagree, but I don't give a fuck, um, is this. Probably for a majority of people, the reason that you're out of that relationship in your mid-30s now is because you weren't doing the things in the relationship that you should have been doing to maintain it and keep it there, which means you need to start again and learn how to do it Mm. from scratch. And it's fucking difficult to do. But as they always say, hard things, easy life. If you invest the time, the effort, and the energy, not only are you going to get better at that thing, but you're going to significantly increase your chances of finding the right person. Yeah.
0: I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to touch on the, the apps as they're just, you know, I love the fact that they're just known as the apps. Now you say I'm on the apps and everyone knows pretty much what you mean. And for me, you know, you said that the hard things, easy life. Um, I dipped my toe in it recently. I just thought, you know, what? I'd give it a go. Um, I, I, I was seeing someone absolutely wonderful um, earlier this year. Unfortunately, due to circumstance, they had to they had an opportunity to go and experience life in a different country. And I was like, well, who am I to, you know, say you can't do that? So it, 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 I don't know, I'm always going to be honest on the point. I did break my heart and it was a bit, you know, sad for a little bit of time. So kind of, you know, unlike what some people do when they have a something ends or they move on straight out there, straight on the app, straight out dating again, I thought, no, I'm going to take some time to, you know, be with myself to heal a little bit and just, you know, just make sure that I was bringing the best version of Dan to the table. So I think that was a, a really important lesson. And I've had friends who've, you know, I've, I've never really been that sort of person. You know, if I'm out of something, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, let's, you know, back out we go again. But I've taken time to do it. And I thought I would give it a go. And I thought I'd try it because one of my very, very good friends, uh, friend of yours, you know, um, she's incredibly good looking. She actually downloaded one of the apps when she was tipsy. Literally, she doesn't remember doing it. She literally had to, to, to show a friend and woke up the next morning. I mean, she's a very, very good-looking lady. All the fucking interaction. But she – one of the first people that she connected with, like literally, like, I think it was like the second or third person that she'd, like, seen, Um, now her partner. Now they're looking to move in together. That was earlier this year. Um, So it does happen. And he is a catch himself. Like, he's actually – you know, I mean, when she told me about him, I was just like – Ah, uh, sounds like bullshit. Uh, no one's that good. No one's that fucking good on Tinder. Turns out it was. So there are really, really good people out there. And I gave it a go. And do you know what? Honestly, for me, it just didn't sit right with me. There's nothing wrong with it. I know plenty of people who've met some phenomenal people. And if you're listening and you're trying, it is a very low barrier to entry easy version to have connections with people but i can find those connections can be fleeting quite soulless it can be quite repetitive so for me personally what i said to myself is i thought you know what i'm one of these people that i will give things a go i thought you know what i'll give it a go and i think i lasted two days and i thought you know what this is just not for me time wise was a bit of a time suck you know i know how the apps work like the for example you can match the people and they can like you and they deliberately hold them back so they can show them to you later, and that their job is to get you to keep coming back. I mean, realistically, as a business model, longer you stay on there, longer you're more likely to maybe spend some money or invest some, you know, yes, obviously it's a business and they wanna make money. But for me, one of the things I said to myself is, I mean, you know, the stubborn side of me said, I'd rather be single than meet someone through it. That's just my choice, that is my choice. But I would rather meet someone organically which is possible. And much like, um, I would say, if it was, you know, a client, or, you know, if someone who's looking to get some, some new business, and forgive the analogy, if you think that's very kind of like, very sort of boring and structural. But I thought to myself, well, where do people that I would like hang out? And I basically have kind of a and I would recommend any of you do this that a single is, is have a, a sort of a list or at least a very much a clear picture of the type of person that you would like to be with. And, you know, like an avatar, you know, who is that person? What age are they? Where do they hang out? What do they do? What are their hobbies? You know, what matches with me? And go to those places, interact with those places. You know, for example, I... I've you know I've never hidden my love of a lady that lifts. I, I I find that look very attractive. It's something that I've always you know had a thing for. Um, I train in the gyms and I, and I don't go to gyms to chat people up because I think that's a bit of a, a bit of a no no. But you know I've made organic relationships in that and I've made friends in that and, I, and I've actually met some wonderful people through that as well. And the other one is is through work. You know when I've gone to events, when I've been speaking, when I've been gone to places. You know uh, the last individual that i've seen was just a wonderful human was an event that i was speaking at and they were in the crowd we connected we just got on like a normal person we just connected we chatted about the talk we chatted about their goals my goals and then it turned into something but stacking the decks in your favor if you're not a fan of the whole app thing is something that can really work it takes time it takes a little bit of effort it definitely does take getting out of your comfort zone because it is you know we're recording this in 2023 it is a little bit harder nowadays and you do have to be mindful of you know how you approach people and how you contact people and all this kind of stuff. And I, and I can't remember the statistics, but please do look it up. It was on the Modern Wisdom podcast and it was talking about the percentage of people who are single and how they date. And I think it was something like 80% of women wanted men to approach them, you know, kind of in a more traditional sense. But I think something like... It was another high percentage, like over 50% felt like if a guy was to come up and talk to them, they would feel that as, you know, like harassment or annoying or awkward. And then there was another equally high, like 60 70% of men who are too afraid to do that because they don't want to be seen as a as a creep or coming across as that. So it is a bit of a fucking minefield out there right now. And it, and it can be challenging. And I will say this, you know, if you, if you have – been single a little while, doing the apps for a little while, putting yourself out there for a while, you can get quite jaded and you can get to the point where you go, oh, fuck it, I can't be bothered. But for me, and it is cliched and it is cheesy, um, the more I work on myself and I'm already, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm pretty good. I'm not decent. I'm not perfect. There's still some, some rough edges that need to smooth off. But the more I work on myself and do things for myself, and have hobbies and interests and you know basically focus on me and live my life and make myself an interesting well-rounded you know relatively entertaining to talk to person I tend to meet people when I'm doing it as well and that's something that again with age you learn
1: as you said Dan I think one of the most important things is to find what works best for you but from my position i know one thing that doesn't work well and it's mind reading assuming what the other person mm-hmm. is going to think or do because that person's doing exactly the same to you it's the spotlight effect we think the world revolves around us
0: no. when in actual fact
1: everyone is how everyone else is thinking the same and this is the same relationship so what i would say is that you a great thing that i um have been focusing on this year is overcoming Social anxiety and getting better at talking to people and sparking conversation. And I thing that helps me with that is a simple quote. Of course, being a quote, and it is
0: I, that's so, again so red jujitsu. That's new for me. And quotes today, like wow, this is. I'm learning a lot about you today, Joe.
1: What you've <laughs> learned, Dan, is the power of consistency. What's that? <laughs> the power of consistency, and it's the same with relationships. Um, and as I said, with a quote. Everyone is friendly, but you have to go first. And if you are trying to get your little relationship crystal ball out and go, oh, is, is approaching someone the right thing to do? Or should, should I wait for them to come to me? It's like, no, find a strategy which involves you sparking a conversation with a person and repeat it over and over and over and over and over again. And guess what, if you do it for two months, And you don't get better at that thing. And every single person that you talk to is is not in, you know, it's not engaging with you. Maybe it's the wrong thing to do. And that's a good thing because what you've enabled yourself to do is reduce down the things that you should and shouldn't do through experience. And it's such an important thing to do. Immediately, which came to my head, something which I probably recommend that people do other than apps is speed dating. And the reason for this is you need to get better at speaking to lots of people Mm -hmm. and getting that volume in. Why I got really good at speaking to people. Do you want to hazard a guess how I got really good at small talk and speaking to people and engaging with them quickly? Um, And I wish that I carried it on. uh,
0: Probably get into my pants, look in the mirror, pop a double buy and go, fuck yeah. And then go out on stage. Correct?
1: No. Oh, okay. No, I was talking about the the, the skill of conversation. Down yeah, but I was thinking um, if I
0: did that just before I chatted to someone, I'd be like, fucking hell, oh, I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm never going to yeah, tire um, of this it, joke, Jamie. <laughs> it's been nearly fucking eight years. I'm not going to stop.
1: And I, 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 will, I will not halt you in doing so Thanks, because babe. it does make me smile. But but actually, from 2011 to 2015, I used to attend lots of fitness expos mm. And what was mad about these fitness expos is that you'd have people queuing for hours to come and chat to you. And it was probably the most exhausting weekend of my life when I used to do it pretty much every single year in Germany. And I know I used to come and see you. And I remember
0: just coming to meet you for a coffee, and I was just like, this is when we we're newer friends and there was this just queue going around the booth. And I was like, I felt bad because I kind of snuck up to the front and went, you're right, buddy. And i got a few dirty looks. And I was like, not yeah. staying, not interrupting, but I was just like me mental mate. It was nonstop.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the skill that you get of being able to speak to people is phenomenal because you are doing it six, seven, eight hours a day for three days straight. I lose my voice mm-hmm. because you're trying to speak over these massive speakers, but, that repetition is brilliant you know you go up you know someone comes up to you say hey how's you what's your name once again these little things that are a game changer which they are great tips have you ever had it done when you ask for somebody's name and they tell it you and then you ask again and they tell it you and then you ask one more time and they tell it you and then you just nod and go oh hi hi and then if you are seeing them more than once that you, you're now too afraid to ask their name. So they end up becoming mates or you try and find some. Yeah. And I will tell you probably the easiest, and this is once again, very difficult because at body power, you're right next to disco speakers. Mm -hmm. So someone's telling you their name in between. So one of the things that I do, and it's a, it's a great strategy is ask them what their name is. Mm -hmm. And if you still haven't got it, tell them to spell it. Great one. And it's so much easier then. And another thing that I um, do when I'm meeting new people is I ha- create word association. And I'll tell you the most random one, because once again, I can remember it. But I was at a charity auction and to the left of me was a woman called Lynn. Lynn had a shiny black dress on and it looked like a bin liner. So <laughs> in my head, I called Sorry. her Lynn <laughs> the bin liner. Um, and... <laughs> And this is what this is exactly the emotion that you need, because there is no way you are ever going to forget
0: Lynn Lynn's bin. name.
1: Because you're like, oh, what's her name? She looks like a bin liner. What names rhyme with bin? Lynn. Hi, Lynn. So it's so easy to remember. So if you are trying to remember somebody's name, and this is how memory experts teach you how to remember things by putting things in places in the, in imaginary houses, etc., is you need to find word association and the word association needs to be ridiculous okay Mm -hmm. so lynn looks like she's wearing a bin liner so i won't forget her name because every time i look at her at least there uh, she looks like a bin so it's lynn so whenever you are meeting people repeat their name back which is super important Mm. and of course people love it when somebody actually uses their name and then find that word association because it's such a powerful thing. Even in the book, How to Win Fins and Influence People, one of the things is a person's name is the sweetest sound in any yep. language. And it is so, so true. And an
0: addition to that, buddy, is once you have that name, um, this is something I learned years ago. So I, I was in corporate for a long time in, in sort, of, sort of quite high-end sales and, and all that sort of stuff. And I remember doing a, a training course with one of the trainers and he it taught some really good stuff. And he said, you know, when you are meeting people, obviously the name thing is good. Um, and the spelling thing, I do remember him saying something like that before, or he said, you know, try and get a business card or try and find a way to jot it down as well. If you can take some notes, cause obviously it's more corporate related. But one of the things that he taught me that I've been doing since I was 19 years old, a lot of people are like, what do you do for work? What do you do? Okay. And it's really insipid. It, and the thing is, often it's often used as like a pecking order sort of thing. Like, you know, what do you, especially with, with guys as well. It's like, I do this, I do that. And you can kind of, some people kind of rank you depending on where you are. I One of the phrases I use is, what do you do? Say is, what do you do for fun? Or what makes you happy? What do you do? Well, you know, day to day, what, you know, outside of work, what brings you joy? Your own version of that. When you find out something about someone and are genuinely interested in that person, like if you're going to ask it, you've got to be interested, okay? And if it isn't something you're interested in, then, you know, you probably, it's going to come across. But if you ask someone what makes them happy, what makes them light up, what their hobbies are, what they enjoy doing, what's their favorite thing to do outside of work, it could be family, it could be motorcycling, it could be jumping out of fucking planes, it could be cooking, it could be, it doesn't matter. But what you'll find is that person will often light up because they're getting to tell you about the things that they love and they enjoy. And you're and it's a, it's a really good way of making rapport. And people often think you're a good listener and someone they really want to connect with because you've taken the time, which most people don't do. Most people are just waiting for their turn in the conversation to do theirs. And if you actually just slow down, something my dad used to say, you've heard it before, it's in his book, we've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Try and listen more than you speak and you'll really build good connections and good rapport quickly. But this was my segue off the back of that. So how would you say, Jamie, so from an outsider looking in, because obviously it's not the world you dip your toe in at all, how would people, so let's just say we're going to park the apps for now. How would you recommend people, meet people, connect with people, whether it be online or offline, what sort of advice would you give to those people?
1: So firstly, building, getting better apps sparking conversation, mm-hmm. as I said, speed dating. And one of the one of the interesting things I think about speed dating is, you know, you're not going in there with the intention of finding a relationship. Mm-hmm. Do not go to speed dating, hoping to find the one, okay? What you're going there for is to get better at speaking to the kind of people that you need to speak to in order to find the one. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you find the one there, then the bonus, okay? So go into that mindset. The next thing is, once again, something that you said, you know, write a list of attributes that you look for. In a person make sure that you embody them yourself Mm -hmm. and then start to think about where those people hang out a lot of people say i met my missus at a bar well dan you don't drink alcohol and me i only go to bars like around christmas time and maybe a couple of you know a couple of times in um pub garden so i'm i'm not going to want to find and uh, you know I might do but you know I, I'd rather be looking in places where somebody is focused on their personal development yeah not such great. as the gym such as events Mate, such as I've met some wonderful
0: people there's some there's, there's a place called seed talks that I've been to and there's lots of you know on eventbrite and all sorts there's lots of little talks and events that will be in your hometown or nearby and these are people who are going along to listen to something to learn something that you're going along to too. And there's usually like a bar or somewhere you can chat or an intermission. I've met some really amazing people at these places. And I think sometimes you do look, it's 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 we said at the start of the podcast, you know, going on the apps and put yourself, but there's nothing wrong with that. And if you've got kids, if you're time poor, if you physically don't have much availability to get out and, and do certain things and try different things, you've got commitments or whatever, they can be a lifesaver because they are a way to connect with people. They are a way to, you know, spark off conversations and so on and so forth. So I'm not anti them. And I know lots of people who've had great success on them, but if you're going to go down the kind of online app route, you need to treat it as, you know, don't put all your hopes onto it. Just treat it as something all you're looking to do is spark conversations. A friend of mine who's a dating coach and he said this to me and you know, and you're like, Oh, that makes perfect sense. Do you know why Tinder's called Tinder?
1: Because it sparks the fire.
0: Exactly. It's all you're looking to do is to get a spark, is get a connection, is literally just start the fire. And if you approach it like that, all you're looking to do is connect with people. And some people you're going to get on like a house on fire with, and some people you're not. And I've got to be honest, it does seem to collect, you know, it's the thing is the downside of them is it's quite transient and it can be a little bit throwaway. You know, I tried it. Matched with someone really nice. We ended up speaking for like two hours. We'd arranged a date. It was all really positive. I was thinking this person, you know, into a gym. Um, all it's really similar hobbies. We both loved our reading. She, you know, loved motorbikes and all this. And I thought like, this is cool. Um, spoke for two hours. Swap numbers. She said message me in the morning. I did. Never heard back from her. And old me would have got annoyed with that. But you know what? It's like it's ghosting, ignoring people. That's just. Part of the course okay and old me when I was younger and maybe a little bit more triggered by such things would take offense or I'd be start questioning myself what did I do wrong what did I do say do you know what that person just woke up and decided maybe I don't want to do that maybe she heard from an ex-boyfriend maybe she met someone better it doesn't fucking matter there's so many people out there and what I will say this is and this is something I address in in my next book there's a lot of people who are quite lonely right now. And you mentioned it earlier about, you know, not making perceptions and not understanding, you know, maybe that you might see someone you like and think, Oh, they're not going to be interested in me or they're probably taken or something. Well, you don't know until you strike up a conversation and, and introduce yourself. And again, don't be a creep. Don't be a fucking weirdo, you know, but if you do see someone you like and it's, we hear it all the time. And you, you and there's, there's this meme I like, where it's just like, um just be, it's like this, the first panel, is this kind of like weird-looking goblin-like human character. And it's like, I can't meet anyone. And the next character is this really beautiful-looking individual. And he's like, just be yourself. And he's like, thanks, attractive person. And it's like, so yeah, there are times where it is going to be easier. But what I will say is, and this is just, you know, I've been – there's nothing – and you can find love and happiness at all shapes, sizes, and ages. It does not fucking matter. Doesn't matter at all. And I will say this all of you are worthy of love and happiness and connection. We all are. That's what we all want. Okay. But I went through a phase where, you know, I was spending time with some very interesting humans and I realized I myself was probably a little bit wild, a little bit crazy, you know, a little bit broken at that point, And I was attracting people who, who are sort of matching that and similar to it. So sometimes the other thing is, if you're not getting the connections you want, or you're not people getting the people you want in your life, then sometimes you have to look internally and think, okay, this isn't working for me. How can I better myself? How can I do things? I'm not going to turn into some cliched alpha male bullshit kind of coach or any of this kind of stuff. But it was pretty straightforward. I just, uh, you know, and I, and I, had let myself go because you know, I wasn't in a good place at the time, but I just thought, okay, what, what, what version of me would I want to go out with? What would I date? And I thought, well, I'm going to look after myself. I'm going to, I'm going to dress. I so literally, you know, for me, this was a first choice. I lost some weight. I felt I gained some muscle. I dressed better. I took more, more pride over my grooming, my personal appearance, you know, beard, hair, skin, all that kind of stuff. Smells, nice aftershave. Mum was just like, she was all oh, son, I read all these romance novels and they're always saying that the guy has a nice smell and they can smell it. I was like, fuck it, right? Add that to the pile as well. And then I started working on myself. I started getting more hobbies. I started doing more things. And the main thing I did is I didn't make it a priority, which I had done in the past. I focused on having a great life, making me the best version of myself for me. And then saw who turned up, you know, I still had to put myself out there. I started to connect. It wasn't just me just standing in the street going, hi, I'm single. Come say hi. But just the version of Dan that I brought to the table was just an upgraded version. Doesn't mean the old version was rubbish or was unlovable or was unneeded, but, you know, I just polished what I had. And as a result, I ended up meeting some amazing people. Yeah, it didn't work out in those instances, but the, the sort of quality of the people and the characteristics they had were more in line with what I was looking for at this stage in my life.
1: Yeah, 100%. And some that, that evil I've heard, I, I'm not going to claim that I've uh, originally said this, but the sexiest thing a person can wear is their confidence. And confidence is displayed by giving a fuck about yourself and there are many different ways to give a fuck about yourself Mm. but really self-care is the number one confidence builder and it's not... having a six pack it's not having lots of money in the bank it's fucking washing your hair wearing clean clothes smelling nice
0: holding yourself you know carrying yourself standing tall you know actually having something to talk about just one thing before you go on to the next thing you said obviously the sexiest thing someone could wear is their confidence can i just say also fishnet body stocking just gonna throw that in there too <laughs> that's also pretty fucking good
1: i'll just ah. Uh... Uh, why have I got a mental image of you and in the fishnets? And, and,
0: and I'm just going to throw this out there. Anything by a brand called Bordell as well. So those two,
1: good. Okay. Sorry.
0: Okay, done. <laughs> Jay, it's been a long year. All right, cut me some slack.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's this kind of thing. Like, And, and I, I will say that actually, you know, understand your uh, attachment the way that you... You know, there's a really interesting called attachment theory. Yeah, and it's just understanding how you're wired up and the kind of people that you um, are wired up to be with. You know, for me, like I, I really am off put by needy people. Mm. So if somebody is very insecure and needs constant reassurance, you wouldn't be with me for longer than a week. One, you're not going to get it from me. And two, that's something that you should be focusing on yourself. Yeah. And some people will actually listen to that and go, well, I'll never be with you. You won't. Because sure. I know that I have a very, se- I'm, secure. I have a very, very secure. secure attachment. I'm a very secure attachment and Anna's secure attached. And the yep. reason that we're both secure attached is nothing that we had control over. Just it's because are. I was brought up in a fact... No, I was brought up in a family mm-hmm. who asked. You know, my mum and dad are still married; they've yep. been together thirty odd years. Anna's mum and dad been together thirty odd years. The children don't learn; they absorb. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the, your attachment um, and the way that you deal with things is not your fault necessarily, because it's how you've been brought up and how you've absorbed the world from the age of, you know, three or four all the way up to an adult.
0: But you can try, you can fix it. You can fix it. And I will say, because I I, I was very aware of my style, because again, it's like anything, if you keep making the same mistakes, then there's probably something you should look at. And it doesn't mean you're bad, you're broken, you're fucked up or anything like that. It's just, you don't know what you don't know. And I will recommend a really good book that I read called Attached. And it talks about three different tiles, which is secure, anxious, and avoidant. Now, if you are well, any of those, it, it doesn't matter. You can shift more towards a secure if you're in either one. But just being aware of the style you naturally have. Like, for example, I l- used to lean more towards an anxious style because it's just, you know, I spent my whole life, you know, closing and doing things and getting shit done. I'm, I'm quite a fast-paced person. I had to learn to slow down. Doesn't mean I was anxious or had anxiety. There's nothing wrong if you do, by the way. But it's just your, your attachment style and now, pretty much secure, okay? Equally, you know, if you're an avoidance style, if you're kind of the sort of person that doesn't like to be messaged and followed up and you kind of pull away more, you can go that. But what you often find is, is that the attached, sorry, the anxious and the avoidant are the two that tend to meet each other because they're often attracted to the differences in one another and think to yourself if you think back to previous relationships where it didn't work. You and again read that book. It was a real, real eye opener. Really, really good. Um, even if you just go on something like Blinkist or Headway, some of the, the sort of book digest apps, you can get the kind of summation of it on there. But it's good to know what you are. And sometimes just seeing it written down in black and white, you're like, oh yeah, I've done that before. That's that's really key. But I will say, um, for sort of those listening, you know, obviously me and Jay, you know, we're not relationship coaches. You know, I've had some wonderful ones. Um, Jay is, is still in a, a wonderful one as well. Um, you, you do, if you do want to put yourself out there and that's if you do, there is absolutely nothing wrong with flying solo and your relationship and your life can look however the fuck you want it to do. And one of the things that I had to do, um, and I've always, uh, you know, I'm naturally introverted. Trained myself to be more extroverted. That's pretty much my sort of makeup, one better phrase. Um, is it's cheesy, and you'll have heard it before, and it sounds cliched, but until you do it, you don't get it. And that is is getting really comfortable and happy being on your own. Now you're allowed to have pangs of loneliness. And moments of sadness, and I remember, um, God, a Valentine's Day some years ago, and and I wasn't, um, the lady I was seeing at the time decided to that she, you know, she'd had a business opportunity and she ended things the day before Valentine's Day. I was like, fucking awesome. And I see all these happy couples, and I was like, fuck off, fuck off. We're just unfollowing people, like the fucking Grinch or something at the time. But obviously, that's the, the past tense. Now, I learned to just get, I, I really, genuinely love my own company, I have a wonderful life, I've got great friends, great family, great hobbies, I'm in good shape, I earn well, I enjoy my life. Do you know what I mean, it's a good life. And for me now, it probably, you know, for those of you listening who identify with that, it can make you a little harder to date because if somebody comes into your life, and it's a cliche from the entrepreneurial space, but they kind of have to add value. You know, they they can't take away from, my already good life, you know, obviously willing to compromise and, you know, make changes as you know, you do in a relationship. But for me personally, if I have someone in my life, they've got to, they've got to compliment it. They've got to, they've got to make it better because it's already good. It is already good. And for me at this age, you know, yes, I want someone I find attractive. Yes. I want someone, who has, you know, similar interests to me. And, you know, for me, I want someone who wants to, you know, adventure and do fun things from time to time, but equally is quite happy to sit at home and do fuck all and eat pizza. You know, I want a mixture of the two. Okay. But I'm also totally happy on my own, as I said, but the thing now that I want is peace. I think before, you know, drama and the ups and downs and stuff can be quite addictive. You get the dopamine hits. It can become quite a vicious cycle. And you have this up, down, up, down, up, downs. And you get addicted to it. For me now, it's peace. You know, if I'm with someone day to day, I want peace. I want to know that it's the same person that I left in the morning, that I see in the evening, I see on the weekends, my message. It's that, you know, we all have our, you know, bad days and shitty days and stuff. But you know what? Peace is the new thing that I'm looking for. Someone who just is, I just want... Calm. I don't want some crazy batshit love. I want peaceful, kind, you know, human to human connection. That's it.
1: Yeah, I think that comes with age as well, most certainly. And, you know, like it's this this kind of thing where, you know, relationship, as you said, you know, adding value. I think it just needs to also just make you step your own personal game up Mm. as well so it challenges you to do things um that you wouldn't normally do that are actually benefiting you um and you know it adds that spring in your step it switches you on more it gets you focused Mm. more and um it challenges sometimes your your routines and way of thinking in a good way and i think that's such an important thing as well super super important
0: yeah well i want to i think we're kind of coming to the close here and i, and I just wanted to say because obviously you know jay and jay's done so i will say that if you go through jay's uh instagram and some of his posts and you, you know if you're in a relationship he's got some really really good content on that and i know you did some podcasts on it recently as well um you know He's a he's a smart guy, you know. He's one of my best friends, you know, for a reason, not because he's adding value, just because you know he's a he's a good dude. You're a good dude, Jay. But what I will say, someone who is you know obviously still looking for that person, is you're gonna get knockbacks, you're gonna get ignored, you're gonna get ghosted from time to time, you're gonna get situations that you know don't work out. You're gonna equally gonna meet people and you think, oh, this is not for me. Just just, just treat people how you'd like, in that case, just treat people how you'd like to be treated, okay? You know, if somebody decides they don't want to talk to you, they're not interested, that's cool. Let them be. Let them move on. No need to get the arse about it. You know, just treat them how you'd like to be treated and vice versa. But what I will say is this, is that <clears throat> especially if you've been, you know, single for a little while and, and you want to put out yourself out there, and we've, we've covered some things here, but just try and keep the faith. There are wonderful wonderful human beings out there okay who would love to meet you lots of us are a bit lonely you know I'm very fortunate that I've got a really good you know social circle and friends and you know I do date and and meet wonderful people and stuff like that but I will say don't let what I will say is there's there's all kinds of quite jaded shit you see, especially on like reels and these sort of short form content and stuff, talking about relationships and dating and all that kind of stuff. Try and ignore that if you can, and just think there are really good people out there. There are wonderful humans out there who would probably love to spend time with you and see you without your pants on. They'd love the pair of it, okay? But you've got to put yourself out there. doesn't have to be consistently. It certainly should be the focus of your life, but don't shy away from putting yourself out there, if you've had some knockbacks, you've had some things go wrong, maybe your relationship has tanked, is what it is, life happens, okay, but do remember that you're probably pretty decent, it's just a, you know, just a blip, okay, put yourself out there, best foot forward, be positive, okay, if you think everything's going to be shit, it's going to be shit, okay, and just try, because you never know what's going to happen, okay, you just don't know,
1: Okay, and I, I want to close with a analogy, hey! and it's a very inter- it's a very interesting one, and it starts with a question to you, then. And how many then how many red cars have you seen today?
0: Ah, I know this uh, none yet, Jamie, because I haven't left the flat.
1: Cool. So, if I said to you, like uh, during our, uh, I'm going to ring you back in an hour. Uh, for every red car you see, I'm going to give you a thousand pounds. I'll see quite a few red cars, I imagine. You would do, wouldn't you? Yeah. And and it's because there is opportunities everywhere if you look. Yeah. And just because I'm incentivizing you with money means that you're paying more attention to find the things that you're looking for. So, using that analogy, think about this: if you are single. There is an abundance of opportunities out there Mm -hmm. that might not be visible if you just go on autopilot and do your day-to-day. You need to walk out of your house or home or cardboard box if you're really, really struggling. (laughs) I don't know. That just went a bit. (laughs) I'm not sure where that (laughs) came from, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. That went a bit dark there. And you've got to say to yourself, you know, I'm gonna have an abundance of opportunities yep. to connect with new people today, make sure that I'm using them because just having that intention in your head will make all the fucking difference. So, ladies and gents, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Body and Beast. I really, really enjoyed yeah, fun uh, talking about that.
0: And what I will say as well, before you do your little wrap ups, like me and Jay had a, a chat the other day, we want to do, we're still going to do our business stuff and our marketing stuff and entrepreneurial stuff, but we sort of want to bring more like real life topics in as well. Like we talked about, you know, dating today. So if there's anything that she's like, Oh, I'd love your take on that. So it can still be business by the way. Um, please do let us know I'd probably say it's best to message me rather than Jay just because my following is a little smaller than Jay and I, and I tend to be a little bit more active on the on the inboxes so feel free to let us know because it's good for us to know and we'll we'll happily you know rack some of those topics up and I will say just before Jay does his beautiful clothes which he always does I'm gonna give you a little challenge today if there's someone you liked there's someone you've connected with i would probably going to say you need to have a little bit of a rapport built first, or at least add some sort of interaction. But fuck it, even if you don't, don't. If there's someone you like, someone you want to talk to, someone you want to ask out, say hello. Just say hi. Just connect with that person today because you never know until you try. So that's just my little challenge ending for you. See someone you like, drop them a message, send them a WhatsApp, speak to them in person, and just say, hey. Do you know what? I've wanted to talk to you for ages. I've wanted to connect with you. I've wanted to say hi. Just doing that now. See what happens.
1: Love it. Ladies and gents, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Body and the Beast. As always, I've been your body, Jamie Norton. And I've been your beast,
0: Dan Meredith. Take care.